In times of stress, are you a mess? It's Rhyme and Reason 325. Hey there, Tony here. And let's see, as I record this, it's exactly two weeks away from Christmas Eve. Now, some people make this flawed judgment of actually starting the celebration of Christmas on Christmas Eve. I can't believe there are still people in the world who would do such a sacrilegious thing. I'm just kidding, of course. I know from personal experience that a lot of people uh, bring that into the way they celebrate from a heritage of, you know, something that's come from hundreds of years ago. For example, my mother-in-law, who died in 2015, was German-born. She was a German lady with the accent and everything. And she came from that sort of Lutheran background in Germany. And they believed that you started the celebration, you opened your presents on Christmas Eve. Now, of course, you probably won't go to hell for doing that, but I wouldn't take that chance if I were you. Just go ahead and if you're going to celebrate Christmas, celebrate it on Christmas. All right, am I getting you stressed out about this? Okay, that's my segue into talking about whether or not you're a mess in times of stress. Now, I'll just jump right into it and just ask you if, you know, in times of stress, do you stop and think about whether God might be mad at you? No? Well, you know, don't feel like the Lone Ranger because I'm sure you're like almost everybody else. Even Christians don't tend to think about God's anger, even during prayer, or maybe especially during prayer. But a guy named David thought about it, and he wrote a song about it. Now, if you are a mess in times of stress, then maybe, maybe you're depending on yourself too much. And you might discover you don't have all the answers. Then you might find out nobody else does either. And then you suddenly find yourself stressed out even more. But like I said... A guy named David dealt with stress another way. He didn't trust in himself for all the answers. And he was a king with a capital king. Okay? Not a make-believe king. A real king with a lot of enemies. Now that's stressful. King David would pray to God. And a lot of those prayers became songs. A lot of those songs can be found in the Bible. Now, for some reason, probably just a printer's error, they misspelled the word songs. Didn't even get close. I'm not kidding. Go look it up. It's a whole section in the Old Testament. And right at the very beginning of that section, in bold font, there it is. Psalms. Psalms. I mean, come on. It even starts with a P and has an M instead of an N. But, you know, when you overlook that little faux pas and dive into the songs... Wow, some incredible examples of a man trusting God for answers to prayers. Like in Psalm 6, and you go to TonyFunderberg.com forward slash in times of stress, and there are links. These are links that will take you to what I'm about to say and about to quote. Uh, in Psalm 6, where David is stressed, I mean, to the max. In fact, he feels like he's drowning. He said it like this. I'm quoting him. I am weary with my groaning. All night 
I make my bed swim. I drench my couch with my tears. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all my enemies. Now, can you imagine? Groaning and drenching your couch with tears. Sweating so much at night, you make your bed swim. And even losing your eyesight because you have so many enemies. I've been stressed in my life too, but I can't truly say I've ever experienced that level of anxiety. And what did David first ask for in his prayer, in his song to God? Please take it all away, Lord? No. Destroy my enemies? No. Nothing like those requests. Um, First, David focused on his own shortcomings. And he hoped God wouldn't rebuke him in anger or displeasure. In Psalm 6, you see an earthly king, again with a capital king, humbling himself. A king humbling himself. I mean, if only we could get politicians to do that here in America. Uh, But I digress. Anyway, David was asking for mercy and healing that reached down into his bones, basically, because His troubles were dug in deep. As I read that psalm and as I read it, I try to hear it in my head as an actual song. And when I do, I can detect a mood change in the music right before the end. That's where David's faith in God just breaks free. He doesn't finish his prayer with the same kind of pleading and despair. He recognizes how, well, I'll just quote him, how, how he said this, The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. And David even tells his enemies to depart. And he knows they'll soon be ashamed and troubled. Okay, I think that's a great example of a man who surrenders himself to God. And that leads me to sharing this song, and I'll be right back. To Jesus, I surrender all to Him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily. Live. I surrender all. I surrender. At his feet I bow Worldly 
surrender all All to Jesus I surrender Lord I give myself to Thee Fill me with Thy love and power Let Thy blessing Savior who you can surrender your whole self to, then you can be like David. We can all be like David who who went from being troubled to transferring his troubles onto his enemies. It was pretty cool. I read that and it's like, boy, you can see he's getting built up in his prayer. He's getting pumped, you know, but he didn't do this. He didn't get all that done on his own power, but by the faith he had in God's ability and willingness to Answer the fervent prayers of those who love him. God is willing to do that. And uh, that's why I say that Psalm 6 is another one of the many reasons to know that life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. 